you can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The original bro, the king of bros, Matt Riddle really here. You know what I like to do? I like to go in raw. <laughs> Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Take live at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. We're on the road to 500 subs, and evidently, according to Dirty Rich, we have promised, we have promised that at 500 subs on Twitch, we will do the very first 24-hour live stream we have ever done. We've been doing we've been doing this stuff since we've been like in our early 30s and I don't think we've mm-hmm. ever done I don't think we've ever done a 24 hour stream. And we're not That's that correct. far away from we're like 175 subs away from it. That's not that bad. No, I mean, that, it we've like been within a month and a half it could happen. I know. So, anyways, uh that's terrifying. I wanted to bump it to 1000 but you just yelled at me so we're going to have to do it at 500. So well, like I said, us. we told people 500, 500 it is. I know, but we can get out of stuff. Uh, so uh, go ahead and no follow, way to run us. A business, man. follow us no on way to Twitch run this operation. at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and Larson coming <sighs> to us from Haunted Palace today. <laughs> if you're watching yeah. us on YouTube. <laughs> Did you hear that? Whoa. What the? Oh, did you hear that? I watch so much of that stuff because Bama loves it. She yeah, loves Zach Bagan. Basically every episode of Ghost Adventures, man. She loves it. He cracks me up, too. That dude is hilarious because he's so tongue-in-cheek. He, uh, yeah, he is. Have you watched uh, uh, Screaming Room where they, they do, like, essentially director's commentary on past episodes? Now, Bama hates that stuff. It, it'll auto, it'll like auto go to that, and she'll be like, "Dad, it's like the talking." Oh, no, one. that's the best. If if you want primes, if you want prime Zach Bagans, that's when you watch because it's the four of them, and it's like his, his theater at home. <laughs> and it's just them making fun of each other. It's crazy. oh, I oh, I might have to check that out. Uh, so we've got the bonus episodes today. We put up a uh, top ten broken games. It's a vintage ten for the win episode, uh, and it's part of our Friendo Club TV initiative. And yeah, it's all uh, inclusive, all inclusive Twitch subs. You get a link to it. Uh, 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 YouTube channel members, you get to watch Friendo Club TV. And of course, patrons on patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson, five dollars and up. And you get five bonus episodes every single week, including that old 10 for the win stuff that we used to do. Uh, we've got a couple new YouTube channel members. It doesn't break these down by like who's the newest, but uh, Alejandro Alarcon Ed Freeze or Ed Fries, I'm not sure which one. Uh, T.E.Q. Snooka. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jason Gracie, the Bubba King. Uh, Delete. Looks like that's our old friendo Delete of the Freak Legion. And uh, Trey cool. Tyler. Welcome back. And Bobby Dante and Okami98. Thank you so much for your support. Thank we you. Thank you. Thank really you. Really appreciate it. Um, uh, 
Anthony says we need the heavy rain tent for the win, a classic if there ever was one. So I, I have a lot of that stuff, the old stuff. So the one that just went up today was from our second run. I have all that stuff on this uh, laptop. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the old stuff I have somewhere. I just have to access it. Yeah. I'll see if I'll go see through if, all my files and see what I have. I'll see if Fenris has that heavy rain one, and then I'll see if I can. Uh, I might actually have that on like because I have a couple on one of my old uh, computers. All right. I'll see. Uh, yeah, I'll see about that one because that's like one of our favorite ones. Again, uh, the old old ones, uh, old Stephen Larson were a bit more risque back then than we are now. Uh, so we might have to quality check these and make sure that they're up to our current standards. <laughs> so. Uh, keep that in mind. Anyways, we're getting some heavily censored episodes. But what wasn't heavily censored today? SmackDown. Oh, man. This episode, Larson. You know how it was like, fun. Just yesterday, I said that episode of NXT might have been my favorite empty arena oh, episode wow. of wrestling. This, a day, two days later, might have surpassed that. I loved this episode of SmackDown. It was all over the place. I thought it was fantastic. It was. It was. The pace was quick. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it focused on. I mean, there's a lot of story going on, and a lot of people are. Have, have, I think are varying opinions about the opening segment. Uh huh. Um, how closely it, it it may hew with Jeff Hardy's real life and well noted issues with uh, drugs and alcohol. Yeah. I'm kind of of two minds about it. That's a good place to start. So what what, what are you thinking right now? Uh, um, in a bubble, it was it was really well executed. Yeah, sure. Like from a production standpoint, hit the story beats. I bought into it. But if you told if 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 I hadn't seen it and I just heard about it, I would think, oh, that's a bit tacky. Mm-hmm. Um, continually exploiting. And I know it's 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 a situation where he's getting framed for something. You can see that plate as day as soon as the cop pulls out the rental car agreement. Yeah, Jeff Hardy. Who's Jeff Hardy? Is there a Jeff Hardy around here? Right. You could tell that uh, there's a swerve afoot. Um, nonetheless, whenever they they reference Hardy's past substance abuse issues for storyline purposes, it makes me as a viewer feel uncomfortable. Okay. All right. And uh, and you know, I assume or I hope I'm not going to assume. I hope that whenever they have ideas like this and they inform him of them or pitch them these ideas, uh, he is on board with it. Maybe he feels like doing this helps him in his recovery process. I don't know. I don't know how he feels about it. I, my only hope is that it's a situation where they present these creative ideas to him and he signs off on it as opposed to, hey, Jeff, here's what you got. To, this is what we got for you tonight. And he just goes along with it, whether he feels comfortable with it or not. Um but personally, whenever they continually reference this stuff, it does make me feel a bit, a bit uncomfortable. That being said, it was pretty well done. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm going to assume I, I, I am not uncomfortable with it at all just because, look, they're trying to they're trying to resign the guy. He has done this thing since at least 2009 with Punk. I don't believe. Can I interrupt you for a second? Yeah, go ahead. Did you see Matt Hardy's tweet at the beginning of of SmackDown tonight? No, what did he say? He said, I'm very happy to be working Wednesday nights with All Elite Wrestling. Oh, oh. Well, you know, yeah, I know. But here's the thing I have no idea what the personal dynamic is between Matt and Jeff at this point. I, I don't know. And so I can't read too much into that tweet beyond 
I mean, yeah, is he disappointed that Jeff is doing this? Is he disappointed that WWE is doing this? I don't know. Um, Jeff Hardy has been doing this since 2009. Uh, he left WWE and he came back to WWE, I think, a couple times since 2009. Yeah. So the idea in my in my mind, and obviously I don't know because I'm not there. The idea at this point that WWE wants to re-sign this guy, which is something we've heard, and they would mm-hmm. run a story that he would have any apprehension about doesn't it just doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't. So on top of that, so I know that they've done this whole video. I mean, they've been building up to this with the redemption packages and everything. And then tonight... I would have a different opinion of it if the story was he relapsed. I would then be like, this is lazy. Uh, Even if Jeff Hardy was into it as a viewer, I'd be like, this is lazy. What we saw Mm -hmm. tonight, like as you noted, from the get, it's okay, who framed Jeff Hardy? Because it's this, yeah. it's not it's obviously it's it's he's been framed. Like, come on, this isn't this yeah. isn't I mean, I even think, I think this isn't even murder it. she wrote territory. No, no. I think part of it for me too is this is a well they have gone to continuously for more than a decade with Jeff Hardy continually referencing this. Um I don't know. It's 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 and yeah, you could say this particular segment was a different take on how they usually approach it. Um dude's immensely talented. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of other stories you can tell with Jeff Hardy. Yeah, but the best uh, ones have always been involving this stuff. The Randy Orton one had nothing, really nothing to do with this. What was the right, well, yeah, what was, what was the impetus of that one? What was uh, the, what Randy, was the Randy Orton sticking his finger in uh, Jeff Hardy's ear and twisting it around? Well, that's just a messed up thing. That's not really... I, I, I honestly forget what like Randy's problem, what their problem was with each other in that. Um Oh, no, he probably which, brought up which, stuff too. I don't remember, but which, it was it wasn't solely focused on that though. You know, <laughs> right? Okay, the thing that, that I remember. I, here's the thing though: the thing that we both remember from that is the screwdriver going through the ear. That's not really a story. That's just a, a really cool, shocking. Well, moment. there's two instances. There is the screwdriver, and then he put his finger in the hole too. Yeah, no, no, I know, but it's like you know, that's not really a story. That's just a that's just something they did. That was you know part yeah, of yeah, it was they a great thing they did. It was awesome. No, anyway, it, it was great. Through this. But I don't know. It, so, for me, it's, it, it's funny because I saw I saw a lot of tweets from people in my timeline when they kicked this story off tonight saying, you know, Jeff Hardy, he's, he's had these issues for a long time, and I don't know how I feel about them going to this well. And I'm like, well, okay, but they're not, they're not doing a story. And I know, to me, in this case, the devil's in the details. They're not doing a story where, they, where he relapsed. They're doing a story where they have told his story of redemption, Shame, and I don't think, even think it's Seamus at this point, um, because that would be too easy. Uh, it's possible they don't know who it is, but I don't think it's going to be Seamus. You know uh, who does know the hacker, but, and they might go that route. They probably oh, will go that route. It would be might. To be honest, it'd be stupid if they didn't, because they've already established yeah. that the hacker knows everything, right? Yeah, I doubt there's a might in that. Is, the hacker is going to know. So it's like, no, I understand. I understand the apprehension that people have. I understand the apprehension. In my mind, I was like, okay, well, that's just part of Jeff Hardy's lore, and that's what they're going to use to motivate this story. But it's not told in the lazy way where he comes out drunk or whatever. Um, this is told, this is a different story that they're telling using that background that he has. And that's part of his history. So I don't know. I'm okay with it. I understand the apprehension. 
All right, let's start hitting these beats here. So yeah. open the parking lot. Uh, Renee Young's there on I just the scene. Get to, I just want to get to them. I'm sorry. I just want to get to them filming Mandy's dream. I'm sorry. That was amazing. So please continue. <laughs> uh, so there's an accident. There's been an accident in, outside of the performance center, like in the back of it, in one that, like a residential street, it looked like. Uh, Elias was hit by a car. Uh, eyewitnesses claim to have seen the driver. Uh, the driver ran up, like hit Elias, uh, ran off. Uh, a cop looks into the car, finds a bottle of booze. How convenient. Uh, flips down the uh, the visor. There is a rental car agreement with Jeff Hardy's name on it. And the oh. cop goes, Jeff Hardy. Is there a Jeff Hardy around here? Who's this Jeff Hardy this guy? Hardy. This guy this guy not he does not watch wrestling. He has not watched wrestling in the last twenty five years. Apparently he's a, he's only an Itchweed fan. My sister um, knows who Jeff Hardy is, and she doesn't watch this show. And she has never watched wrestling in her life. She knows who Jeff Hardy is. You probably told a story about uh, meeting Jeff Hardy at McDonald's. Um, so uh, Kayla, we go to uh, elsewhere on the scene. Kayla's interviewing eyewitness Braun Strowman. He says, I saw it all. I saw everything. I saw someone hit Elias, leave the car, take off running. Then I wouldn't call 911. You know what's kind of terrible? Is that uh, that was all the Braun Strowman I needed in this episode it was actually kind of better because he wasn't in it. Like, if you think about it, it's kind of impressive that him, Ms. Morrison, and The Fiend were nowhere to be found, and it was still a really strong episode yeah, of SmackDown. Yeah, really fun show. Their depth, they have done a lot with the short, with the smaller roster that they, mm-hmm. they have uh, versus Raw. Good, really good, creative, and good pacing makes up for a lot. Mm-hmm. So we go to the other camera crew. They're following the cops, Jamie Noble and Jason Jordan. It was good to see Jason Jordan. He was trending because oh, everybody cool. was so excited to see Jason Jordan. That was awesome. So they go over to, to some bushes, and there's Jeff Hardy. He's hurt. Uh, the cops asked him if he's been drinking. He's like, no, I haven't been drinking. And the cop goes, he smells like booze. He smells like the bottle in the car. <laughs> and poor Jamie Noble was just trying to control the situation, but it was getting out of his hands. It was getting out of hands. That's when you so. immediately lawyer up Jamie Noble. So anyways, yeah, they bring him to the cop car. He's like, hey, this guy smells like booze. They put him in the cop car. Jamie Noble's like, oh, my goodness, what happens now? And then they walk by Elias, and, and Jeff sees what happened mm. to him. He's, all, he's he's upset. He's like, Elias! Man, yeah. so this is a, a rough go of it for Elias. Uh, this is basically the, the the CM Punk money in the money in the bank. Was it the money in the bank? No, or is it, it was a world title no, he scramble? Actually won, was it? Yeah, he was, it was Elimination Chamber or something like that. He walked in that, that, uh, that pay-per-view. It was an Elimination Chamber match, at least. He walked into that match as champion, got beat up in the kickoff show early in the show. And they still and put got it replaced. on the line, right? Yep, and they replaced him in the <laughs> match, and someone else won the title without him actually being in the match. And was that because Undertaker said that he didn't dress the part? I don't think that's why. <laughs> um, so they put Hardy... Uh, in handcuffs, put them in the car, they drive off. Now, this next segment might have been the segment of the show for me. So, Adam Pierce, a uh, <laughs> longtime wrestler, been producer of WWE for a number of years. Uh, for a while, he was he was leading uh, 205 Live, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, he's addressed in the locker room. He's standing on like an Apple box or a chair or something. So, he looks tall. Yeah, at first, I was like, Jesus Christ, why is this guy not, why did WWE not bring him into wrestling? Which is still a legitimate question. Yeah, why didn't they bring him into wrestling? But like, you know, he, he, he's, he's, he still looks like he's in really good shape. He's got broad shoulders. He if you told looks, me he was that tall, I would have believed it. You he know? looks better than 80% of the wrestlers there, man. He looks great. Um, so he gives an update to Elias and nothing life-threatening with him. Jeff Hardy has been ara- arrested. And then Sheamus starts talking shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you give him more chances. Look at what happens. Yeah. Uh, so Adam Pierce says, turret match is canceled. Um, and AJ pipes up, says, oh, yeah, cool. Daniel Bryan and I are in the finals. Uh, that's awesome. 
Daniel Bryan's like, no, 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 no. There's, we're supposed to have matches. We need replacement opponents for each of us. Mm-hmm. AJ goes, Daniel, how stupid are you? Just take the free ride to the finals. <laughs> yeah. And Daniel Bryan says, what are you, a coward? Yeah. Seamus pipes in. He says, I'll take the match against Daniel Bryan. And then Baron Corbin chimes in. Wait. He says, I'll take the match against AJ. And AJ's like, no, I free ride. And earlier on, when he first mentioned Adam Pearce, was like, well, that's your right. Mm-hmm. You can do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Seamus has this great idea. How about Seamus versus Baron versus Daniel Bryan? Winner gets match. Uh, 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 winner gets match against AJ in the finals. Mm-hmm. And then Jay Uso chimes in. It's like, hey, I'm a tag team guy, but, you know, inter- being Intercontinental Champion sounds fun. Dolph says, uh, I, you know, he, he voices some confusion about whether that's Jimmy or Jay in front of him. Yeah, Dolph was hovering out of out of like out of the camera frame, and then he just sort of pipes in. He's like, yeah. "Hey, hold on a second. I'm a six time Intercontinental Champion." And then yeah. Chad Gable pipes up, and he's like, uh, "He's like, oh, really? You're also a jackass." Yeah, and funny. so Pierce says, uh, "Brian can't compete. AJ gets a free ride to the finals. Battle Royal will happen. Battle Royal will happen tonight. Winner gets." Uh, winner of that gets Brian in the main event. Uh, winner of that match faces AJ in the finals. Yeah, yeah. Daniel Bryan, he looks so tickled. Like he had he a giant laugh the whole time. He had a giant smile on his face the entire time because at one point everybody started like John about it, and he was like, "Yeah." <laughs> oh man, this yeah, was really was good great. stuff. So uh, after that, we had uh, so yeah. Adam Pierce is then like, "Okay, well, this battle royal is going to happen now." Uh, but no, he was great, man. Make him the general manager. I think it'd be awesome. Man, he was good. He had presence. I know he was standing on the chair. He carried himself with authority. Mm-hmm, yeah. But if he had told me he was apparently like seven two, I would have believed it. Yeah, I know. Me too. He looked like he carried like, himself. He's got broad shoulders. He just yeah. looks like he could be, you know, at least Baron Corbin's height. But he's probably at least six eight eight inches shorter. Yeah, you think? I don't know. I mean, he he might still be a pretty tall guy. Let's find out. Adam Pierce. Let's All right, see. so let's go through this battle royal real quick. 6'2". He's 6'2". Okay, so he's like yeah, six inches shorter than Baron. That's, like, that's, yeah. like, Seth's, that's <laughs> like Seth's height. That's a good height. Yeah. So uh, we had 10 people in it. Uh, the first one eliminated, Lindsay Dorado. Uh, he was eliminated by Baron Corbin's right hand. Uh-huh. Uh, Baron eliminated the first four, I believe, from this match, because next he tosses out Drew Gulak. Um, and then after that, Dolph super kicks Baron. He tosses uh, Grand Metalik out. I said that wrong. Grand Metalik was super kicked by Dolph. Baron tosses Metalik out, and then Dolph tries to toss out Corbin. Baron puts on the brake, and he's like, what was that? Uh, Dolph's like, oh, I was just messing around. Uh, he then tosses Dolph from the ring. And as he's turning around from that, Jay Uso super kicks him. He's out. Mm-hmm. We go to commercial. We come back. We get a bit of a bar reunion between Sheamus and Cesaro. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Mm-hmm. That was neat. Um, and then... Uh, Gable eliminates Cesaro and then dumps Nakamura out. And while the refs are trying to keep Nakamura from getting back in the ring, Cesaro mm-hmm. gets back in. He eliminates Gable. Boo. Gable's upset naturally. Yeah. So Sheamus and Jay are the final two. And Sheamus bro kicks Jay off the apron uh, to get the win. That was a nasty spill for Jay Uso, too. <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, Sheamus gets to take on Daniel Bryan later on in the night. But first, we had a mm-hmm. uh, promo from Sonya Deville. This is uh, good. Man, she's so good. Uh, but as she was talking crap about Lacey Evans, she was saying, Lacey, you, uh, the same fate awaits you as it did Mandy. 
uh, uh, Lacey Evans sort of sneaks in, pushes her from behind. She's just sort of sitting there on the ground like Vince when he tore his quads. And uh, she's like, look, yeah. I'll see you out there in the ring or whatever. She calls her nasty or whatever. You nasty. She yeah, said you nasty. nasty. Uh, after that, we had uh, Shorty G and Cesaro Nakamura backstage. Uh, Gable's pissed off that he got tossed by them. Cesaro makes a bunch of small jokes. And then Gable clocks him. And he accepts a challenge from Cesaro, and, uh, and I thought Cesaro, Cesaro was really good in this segment. Yeah, me too. I liked I liked the dynamic of Cesaro and Nakamura because he was steamed at the end, and Nakamura was just sort of laughing. Uh, yeah, so I li- that was good stuff. Yeah, and I felt like Cesaro didn't really emphasize the short jokes as much as most people do. Yeah, I like that he had like a like a Western twang, like an old West twang at the end. He said, "Get along, little doggy," <laughs> something like that. That was funny. Anyways, uh, then we had Lacey Evans versus Sonya Deville. Uh, yeah, I like that you noted here. I had not seen this before that they had a giant 3D Lacey Evans. Like it kind of sort of looked familiar. Like maybe they did this at a pay per view or something. But it was uh, it was pretty impressive. They had a giant 3D Lacey Evans hovering over the Performance Center. That was yeah. cool. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hey, I'm Nolan Sykes, a host of Past Gas, the number one automotive podcast in the world. Every week, my co-host, James Pumphrey, Joe Weber, and I bring you some of our favorite stories from the hollowed halls of car history. From the amazing to the weird to the utterly unforgettable moments, we cover it all. Join us as we take a look at the wild stories and larger-than-life characters behind legendary cars and car makers. So if you love cars or just like a good story, check out Past Gas by Donut Media, the number one automotive podcast in the world. Uh, um, so Lacey tells Sonya that Mandy will always be better. Is this a pro- was, was this a promo? She get on the mic for this? No, no, she was this crap talk in the ring. Oh, okay, so yeah, that's early right. on yeah. it was like it was there was a whole blonde versus brunette thing that Lacey made about early on. Yeah, so this is when Sonya got her with like a forearm, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, she drops yeah. her the punch and then gets the advantage for a while uh, until Lacey drops her the head scissors, uh, reverse DDT, uh, 
like gets her so she's kind of tr- uh, underneath the apron, starts clobbering her, mm-hmm. lets her fall down there. So they're ringside. She's getting ready for a woman's right. Uh, Sonya gets up, spears her. They're brawling ringside. Uh, ref counts to 10. They're both counted out. Uh, and then Lacey sends Sonya in the corner of the announce table. That's probably like it hurt. Oh, yeah, look bad. And then uh, Lacey gets back in the ring. It's like, come on, Sonya, get back in here. She, she's got her dukes up. Um, and Sonya grabs the uh, a headset from, commenta- from commentary and just says, uh, I'll fight you on my own terms and left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I can't wait to talk about this next bit. Okay, good stuff. So, pew, for the following message brought to you by the Forgotten Sons. So, Forget me not. We finally got it. We are not looking at Stolen Valor here, Larson, mm-hmm. because Jackson Riker was on one side. Forgotten Lines, Steve Cutler on the other side, and Wesley Blake in the middle. And Jackson Riker opened by saying, this is Sergeant Riker. I forget what rank Cutler was. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. I don't remember no, what I don't his, I don't remember his, his rank was. Because I was waiting what, with bated breath to hear what Wesley Blake was going to say. And Wesley Blake said, I like soldiers. <laughs> he said, he said I'm the only per- I'm the one person who truly appreciates what they've done for this country. Yeah. Oh, is he a corporal? Somebody in, in chat says corporal. Okay. All right. It'd be great. If, what, if, what if he was like a colonel? <laughs> what if you what if or what if he went to like one star admiral and decided to <laughs> decided to call it a day and get into wrestling? <laughs> Um, so yeah, he said, I'm the one person who really appreciates what they've done for their country. Uh, will no longer turn. I was always taught to turn the other cheek or do unto others what they want or what I want done to me or whatever. And he says, we're no longer going to turn the other cheek. And then he says their catchphrase, but Larson, huge missed opportunity here. I'm telling you, man. Say, uh, you know, hey, I've been lonely junkyard guy for a number of years. I run this <laughs> junkyard. No one comes by. I have to do everything myself. And the two veterans who who, who gave uh, a, a good portion of their years here uh, to their country come. Uh, this is like their last uh, ditch attempt to gain some employment here. They've been underappreciated here since they've returned for the battlefield. And I, being appreciative of all they've done, for this country, I will hire them. Yeah. So uh, they get their jobs. Uh, I Wesley Blake. I'm no longer lonely junkyard guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 we hang out the junkyard all day. Uh, tear up some cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, drink some beers. Some, drink yep. some beers. Yeah. Uh, play fetch with the dog there because mm-hmm. every junkyard has to have a dog. It's got a junkyard dog. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, and then they all become friends and they decide to go be pro wrestling. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes we come home smelling like shit. In the double yep. wide that we uh, that we have together, uh, yeah. but I've invited them. You know, <laughs> Heel Longheavy says there was a brief shot of just Blake in the junkyard. I mean, He's maybe a junkyard look, operator, dude. Look, here's the thing: maybe not everything has to be explained to us. I can watch a movie and sometimes put the pieces together. There's a shot of Blake in the junkyard. I can tell that he's a junkyard owner. I don't need. To, to hear him well, say. that needs that shot, but then he needs to, he needs to hand uh, Cutler and Riker envelopes of cash because he's paying them off the books. under the table. Uh huh. Got to keep it off the books, man, because the tax man will get you. <laughs> After that, we had uh, Alexa and Nikki backstage, and then the New Day uh, sneak up on them and scare them, and they all lock arms like the the, the people in the Wizard of Oz, and mm-hmm. they all trot down the yellow brick road in the PC. Uh, after that, we had a moment of bliss with the, the guests, the New Day, tag champions, 
tag champions, and uh, it was thoroughly charming. Nikki Heck yeah, man. had a present for the new day. It's Scottish pancakes. It's from her grandma's secret recipe. They were very excited about that. And then the new day uh, evidently are not entirely sure how coffee is actually brewed because they brought a gift, and it was a bunch of loose coffee beans out of yeah, Big I- E's singlet. Correct. That he put in a coffee mug. They put some water in it, and then he took out like a spatula and stirred it with the handle. Yeah, it, was a, it was a wooden spoon, I believe. Yeah, and uh, and handed over to them. And there was a great comedic bit where Alexa was like, everybody was getting trying to get her to drink it, and then at the very last minute she said, "Oh, I'll drink that later," and gave it to Nikki. And Nikki, for like five minutes, had no idea what to do with this. Yeah, coffee. Yeah. It was pretty uh, funny stuff. It was, it was, this whole segment was really charming. So New yeah, Day are asked, you know, are there any teams on SmackDown that stands out? Kofi mentions uh, the Forgotten Sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big E then segues to Bliss and Nikki's problems of late with the Iconics. Mm-hmm. And he's about to ask who on SmackDown uh, are teams to keep an eye out on, keep an eye for. Gosh, I can't talk tonight. Uh, they are interrupted by Bailey and Sasha. Uh, Bailey proclaims that they are the best tag team of SmackDown. And while she's in the uh, in the midst of doing that, Sasha unzips her jacket, takes it off, and throws it at Alexa. Yeah, ooh, that real-life that heat right there. Yeah. I know. And Alexa gets up. She's She wants to throw hands, but Nikki backs her up. Exactly. Uh, so anyways, uh, long story short, Bailey ends up volunteering Sasha for yet another epic battle between real-life foes, allegedly, mm-hmm. Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss. Immediately, Larson, I thought... How many potatoes are we going to get in this particular match? It's going to be scalloped potatoes, baked potatoes. What are we looking at? How many damn potatoes? I don't know how hard these these uh, shots were. Nobody ended up with blood, though. So that's, I guess, all you could ask for. You know what I felt? But so, so yeah, Bailey says, well, Sasha will prove that she's a better tag team wrestler. She'll take on Alexa tonight. And Alexa says, cool. And, and Sasha's like, I'm not in ring gear. Bailey says, I'll go to the bus and grab it for you. And then Alexa throws a jacket back at Sasha, drop kicks her, go to commercial, come back, match is happening. Um, I felt like, I don't know why, maybe mm. I'm, I'm I'm imagining things. I felt like Sasha and Alexa were trying out some new things in this match. I see each of them do things I hadn't seen them do. Yeah, I agree. Something tells me that they're probably on the same page these days. Um, I really wonder how much their beef was actually... You know, well, legitimate. I mean, they're at least on the same page from a wrestling standpoint. You know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I thought this was actually really cool stuff. I was, mm-hmm. uh, no, I, I was really into it. I thought this was good, and yeah, some of it looked pretty fresh. Yeah, uh, in the end, though, uh, Sasha gets the win. So uh, Alexa goes up top after uh, clocking Sasha the right hand. Is this? Hold on a second. Is this true? Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Sasha was wearing a Hanakamura uh, armband, yeah, and the yeah. New Day were wearing Shad armbands. Yeah, um, Freedom KME here in the chat said Sasha was doing some Hanakamura moves. Oh, okay. I wonder if that's true. Cool. Um, so, as I said, yeah, uh, Bliss clocks Sasha with the right hand. Oh, fi- uh, oh fight. Uh, sorry, Anthony F. says Fightful shared it tonight. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's really neat. Yeah. Um, so, Bliss goes up top. Uh, Bailey is on the apron. Nikki follows. And then Bailey shoves Nikki uh, into the corner, knocking Bliss off the top rope. And then Sasha did like a slingshot uh, pin combination to get the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after that, we had a, a Elias update after recap, and they just said that Elias was in stable condition. That's, oh, that's all we good. learned. That's good. Poor Elias. He came to he came to work, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, here's the deal. You're, you're not gonna, gonna have a match. You're not gonna have a match. No. 
Uh, that's got to be a bummer. But we did have Cesaro versus Chad Gable, two absolutely terrific wrestlers, and this was a really fun match, dude. It was really fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the spirit bomb bit that that power bomb that Cesaro gave Gable was crazy. So Gable's going for a flip kick. Mm-hmm. Cesaro catches it, powers him up for a spirit bomb, and just destroys him. Gets it to he had his uh, his like like his Chad Gable's lower back was basically like behind Sheamus. Like he had him way up for a power bomb. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was fantastic. Uh, finish saw Cesaro looking for a neutralizer. Gable escapes into a roll up. Cesaro kicks out of that. We get a bunch of roll ups. Eventually, Cesaro uh, whips Gable off the ropes, looks for a power bomb. Gable rolls him up to get the win. Good win for Shorty G right there after yeah. that. Segment of the night. Segment of the night. This was amazing. So uh, they, they were building this uh, during parts of the show. They're like, hey, we're going to see Otis. And what were they talking about? What, what were they referring this to when they were building it up? I forget. But uh, anyways, it was Otis and Mandy. They're rela- it was just they're getting some. They got some time off. It was there, like their relaxing. celebration or something. Yeah, I don't know what it was. But they're relaxing poolside. Uh, Otis uncorks some peach champagne. <laughs> like Mandy will. Mandy will say something, and then Otis, of course, just says, "Oh yeah." I'm trying to differentiate my Otis. Oh yeah, from my Macho Man. Oh yeah, and it's not easy to do. Um, oh, there's a there's a significant pitch difference and gruffness difference. Yeah, I know. But every time I want to say, "Oh yeah," like. I know that's the t- that's what's that? That's the that's Otis Tamper there. I mean, yeah, you're, you're close. Oh yeah, but it's real. I just want to go. Oh yeah, like I really want to do that. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, uh, Mandy offers uh, a cheers for getting to spend some extra time with each other, and Otis is just Otis is killing me during this because he sort of goes from oh yeah, and then he'll say something and he'll sound like a normal human being. It's flipping hilarious. So, anyways, he's like, uh, "Do you want to uh, what dip in the pool or play some?" What did he say? He said, "Do you want to do something?" And she's like, uh, "No, I think I'm just going to take a nap." This is—I'll be honest with you. This is the first time that I've actually seen Mandy really come alive in this whole Otis thing, and mm-hmm. it's honestly—it's because they've given her material, and I'm so exactly. happy they did this because Same. she has something to work with here. Exactly. Um, so she says, "I want to take a nap." Poolside, Otis is like, "Okay, my peach." So she puts her sunglasses on. And she sort of lays back. And then we get the Wayne's world. So now we're in her dream. Now the cameras are filming her dream. I love this shit. It's goofy. I love it. I liked it because there's a, there's a bit of role reversal here. Yes. No, that's exactly why it works so well. Because mm-hmm. she was fantasizing about Otis. And it was a reference to Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and this is why sometimes it's okay to have a 60-year-old guy like Bruce Pritchard in charge because he'll give us Fast Times at Ridgemont High references. And this is great. So there's this very erotic filmed scene where Otis comes out of the pool in slow motion, (laughs) and the, the deadpan look on his face when he rips open his shirt just the way, what was her name in the Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates did exposing herself to Judge Reinhold. He does this to Mandy and they start sucking face. Yeah. Oh man. And then she ends up waking up because I think Otis splashes her. Yeah, something. he does a cannonball. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says cannonball. He does a cannonball. She gets splashed. Uh, which I think was it during the dream that she squirted? Yeah, yeah. It's when the he dream. was walking towards her, she squirts the uh the the sunscreen yeah bottle. 
Oh man, this was so great. I, it was pretty I was, fun. I was it dying. Was fun. I was so dying. Eventually, she she uh, Otis apologized for waking her up. She's like, "Oh, it's all right." She gets in the pool. They start making out again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and dude, the camera lingers on their makeout session, and it's graphic. Oh man, this was absolutely great. This is if I'm if I'm so did you, have you had you heard that rumor that her and Tino Sabatelli were like a were together? Yeah, yeah. Okay, he's he he has to start getting worried at this point because this is totally totally a situation where he they're gonna work themselves into a shoot. Man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Anyways, uh, so the great thing was. It, we go from this like super like graphic makeout scene between Otis oh, yeah. and Mandy, and the then we staring at you, and then we hard cut to Kurt Angle watching the perverted sex happen, and he's yeah. staring into the camera with a big goofy grin on his face and his eyes all wide. Oh it's man, like, it's like it's like, you're, it's like your dad busted in on you. Yes, you going on here. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so uh, so, anyways, Kurt Angle's there. Uh, to say, hey, I'm back on SmackDown. Back in the day, I used to run this place. Talks about Randy versus Edge a little bit, but then he's there to talk about the next superstar that's taken over the brand. And uh, he got an up close look at him this past week on NXT when he refed his last match there. And it's Matt Riddle, and we get a Matt Riddle uh, a video package. I kind of felt like he didn't write that, his uh, promo. <sighs> yeah, yeah. It, I, I, this seemed familiar, and I don't remember if they ran something similar when he came to NXT. Maybe. Um, because it, it had a vibe that I was like, man, I all obviously all the footage from NXT. Yeah. But I was like, did they do the was this, this the same thing? Look, we thought there was a good 90, 80 to 90 percent chance that they were gonna rebook him as some weird thing, and it was gonna be like, oh my god, it seems like they're just straight up doing Matt Riddle. That'd be nice. Uh, with Kurt Angle there, are, is he going to manage Riddle or is he just introducing him? I don't know. I mean, he said he's back on SmackDown. I don't know if that necessarily means long term or just for the, the one night deal. Mm-hmm, yeah. Don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I'd be into it if they if they let them really utilize their personalities and, and bounce I mean, off they're, each they're other. So, they're so diametrically oppo- opposed in a lot of different ways Angle and Riddle are. Which is why it would work. Mm-hmm. Which is why it would totally work yeah. because Kurt Angle can do he he is so versatile he can do the comedy thing along with Riddle but keep it I I I think this is going to be I'm 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 hopeful I never get too optimistic with Oops. WWE in their call ups I know especially I know. with people that I really really like but uh, but this it felt like I mean yeah Riddle might not have of of written this but it was. It got to the essence of who he is. I mean, it explained mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. who we're getting. And it wasn't some goofy gimmick. It wasn't, you know, a complete rebook of who he is. It was just straight up Matt Riddle. And I think that's something that we can be we, we can be interested in. Yes. Yeah. Uh, next, we had a Seamus interview. He's mad that Kayla was talking about Matt Riddle. He says, while Riddle and Jeff Hardy are getting all the hype, I'm out there getting results. Ooh. He mentions that the Intercontinental title is the only belt he's not won in WWE. And he's not going to let AJ or Daniel Bryan stand his way. In his world, there's no place for the weak. As he says that, Daniel Bryan steps up. Mm-hmm. And, and he's not talking. So Seamus says, hey, his cat got your tongue. And Bryan just stomps him on his foot and walks away. So Seamus, yeah, that was funny. Um, 
Seamus uh, referenced becoming the first Mega Grand, cha- Mega Grand like Slam that. champion, Mega Grand, Something whatever, like that. which is actually pretty fascinating because that's that's like every belt available. Is, is that? He, I don't. I don't know if that's just every belt, but like every possible accolade, basically, because he's Money in the Bank, Rumble, King of the Ring. I think both brand tag champs. I think so. Raw and SmackDown with Cesaro. I think he, they got both of them. Yeah, I think um, so. Did, I think yeah. U.S. WWE World Heavyweight. And I don't, I, yeah, I don't think anybody else has done that. That's a fucking impressive. That's a really impressive accolade. Uh, I mean, Edge has all. He won all the. He won all the belts. He won all the same things that Sheamus did. Maybe it's a situation where it's the tag title, uh, not winning both Barons. Oh titles. well, okay. So people are claiming, yeah, he never won the Universal title. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, the, I don't know. Look, WWE will do what WWE will do. Exactly. Um, but, like, the fact that he won the other title that wasn't the WWE title, which, you know, in this case, right now it's universal title, but back then it was the World Heavyweight Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it could, I don't but, know. but, yeah, WWE will do what WWE will do. Yeah, that's the criteria. Anyways, uh, next we had Sheamus versus, oh, first, next week. Uh, Miz and Morrison have like a warning or something for Braun Strowman. Did I get that right? Yeah, they 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 highlighted and they f- like were doing a graphic. Thing. It was in red too. Warning. Yeah, warning, warning. And then we get a women's tag title match: uh, Alexa and Nikki taking on Sasha and Bailey. That should be good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then our main event: Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan. This was a really fun match, dude. This is it was really physical. Like halfway through it, Sheamus's pale, fleshy skin was like just all tore up and stuff. Uh, yeah, man, they were they were really going at it. This is really fun. It was fun. It was fun. Uh, another situation where Sheamus was uh, basically obliterating his foe. Mm-hmm. Um, in this instance, it took uh, Jeff Hardy showing up uh, on the ramp allows a distraction uh, for Daniel Bryan to hit a D plus to get the win. Mm-hmm. Um, afterwards, Hardy hits the ring, attacks Sheamus, and then WWE tweeted out after SmackDown that Jeff Hardy passed. A sobriety test, mm-hmm. and so he was released. Yeah, so he didn't escape uh, uh, the police. He was released. Yeah, no, I figured. I mean, I just figured that next week, you know, we would find out, or he would say, "I was," because you know, there was about two minutes when this match ended and Hardy was in the ring, and I thought maybe he was going to get on the mic and give some dramatic punchline of, you know, I was framed. You know, yeah, um, I was really hoping they do the the old trope of. Uh, like there's no clear evidence who did it, and they're, they're everybody's waiting bedside in the hospital for Elias to wake up <laughs> for him to say who hit him. Yeah, that's what I was really hoping for. That'd be good. That'd be really good. Uh, or he just so, wakes up and, and can't talk and just points at the culprit. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, so I'm assuming next week he'll tell his side of what happened. Uh, somebody knocked him out. Obviously, drenched him in alcohol. And then like grabbed his car or whatever, yeah, and rammed into Elias. Uh, like if 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 Braun was there and other eyewitnesses were there, like Sheamus has what four inches on on Jeff Hardy. Sheamus is huge. That's exactly what I was thinking because Braun saw a guy run out, and so it's like okay, well Sheamus and even Baron Corbin is a d- completely different body type than Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I just I think that Sheamus is too obvious an answer, and it's going to be hilarious because Sheamus has been has basically been screwed by Jeff Hardy at this point. What he, if it's AJ? 
Yeah, that could be. I mean, Elias was his opponent tonight. That could, yeah, no, that that could totally be. I mean, look, man, we're we are facing a true whodunit here because yes. Baron hates Elias. Uh, AJ clearly had motivation. Seamus clearly had motivation, and he's suspect number one according to Jeff Hardy because otherwise he wouldn't mess with him tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know. I don't know. Rawgate Mutant, maybe. I don't know. Rawgate Mutant wants to be the first mega universal champion well, guy. What could have been? What could have been is 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 uh, Rawgate Mutant was in a car, went through Rawgate, and it just spit him out right there while he was driving. How about this? Rawgate Mutant doesn't have his license. He well, got an Uber. Not. He got an Uber, and who is driving? Toons is the cat. There you go. Toons is. Toons is. Watch out. <laughs> anyways you want to answer some questions yeah let's see let's see here on discord we got Uh, three of them henry the horniest friendo ever did that mandy otis segment make you horny i think you're not a human if it didn't be honest with you there's so much sex going on there uh ma perry seven they should have had the fashion police be the cops that'd been good Oh man, that would have been terrible. That would have been great. They they police fashion, not car accidents. Mr. Lipkin, I'm starting a new D and D campaign soon. Each of you pick a wrestler that you'd want to see if that you'd want to see fight against some monsters in a fantasy setting. Uh, fantasy is not really my thing. We'll pick a wrestler. Oh, all right. Damian S- Priest. He's Sid. basically a vampire. It's Sid. Oh, all right. Sid. Only if he's armed with, with some uh, uh, magic infused scissors. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Duckman, what if Baron and Seamus were not together? Could be. But neither of them still fit the bill, so they need a third man. Who's the third man, brother? Who's the third man, brother? Alex Foster, what other feuds in wrestling need dream sequences? All of them. All every single. I want to see. Uh, they need to do that with the hacker. Like he turns oh, around, and you can't see him, but then he goes, doodle, doodle, and he's like walking around like a Radio Shack from the 1980s because that was like you know the place to be for computer yeah exactly. Guys. But it's all first person, so you still know who it is. <laughs> Phil the Thrill. What's a match that was really good that you can't go back and watch since you bring up Randy versus Jeff and Hell in a Cell. Uh, Okada versus Shibata. Really good match. Can't watch it knowing what happened to Shibata. Oh wow. What a great answer. Bora Anthony says uh, Riddle should beat Braun on day one. You got that right. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Do you follow automotive news or do you just like cars and want to see what the heck's going on? Well, then you might like Donut Media's new podcast, The Big Three. Hi, I'm James Pumphrey. And every week, me and my co-host slash two of my top five friends, Nolan Sykes and Joe Weber, unpack the latest and greatest in automotive news and trends on The Big Three. You'll also get a lot of laughs, hot takes, and personal insight on cars from the biggest car guys in automotive media. So, whether you're a hardcore enthusiast or just a person who goes, up, that's a good-looking car, <laughs> check out The Big Three, available wherever you get your podcasts, or you can watch the full videos at Donut Podcasts on YouTube. I wonder, uh, yeah, they need it. Honestly, they, if they want to, they need to have a camera backstage when he shows up and greets everybody. You know, when he gives his handshakes or whatever they do. Yeah, now, yeah, I guess yeah. Maybe he does brofist. I don't know. But when he goes to pay his respects to the locker room, I want to see the reactions of everybody there. I know. Make it real. Uh, Rand Wildman, so in canon, does Adam Pierce run SmackDown? I hope so, because he was great. Yeah, I want to see more of him. That'd be great. 
view. Here we go. Uh, Diehard Homer says, watch Adam Pierce versus Brent Albright for the NWA title at Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor. One of the best uh, Diehard Homer has ever seen. What a great name, Brent Albright. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we've answered that before. Dang MQ uh, says this eliminates Shorty G as the hacker. Yeah, I saw that too. And it, D- Dang MQ, if you can, please explain why that would be. Just because he's there, I don't think that would exclude him. James Rodriguez. Uh, the beginning of the episode dealt with some serious topics, but I couldn't help but laugh because of how comically bad it came across. Are there any other moments in wrestling that you found to be funny, despite the fact they were meant to be taken seriously? Um, okay. So, I'll give you mine. Uh, and it's kind of a heavy one. But I was watching, I was doing some research on like a script I'm writing, like the 10 for the win script that I'm writing, because at some point we're going to do those again. Um, and uh, it was the Owen tribute episode for all the wrestlers. And it was very heavy. Like they're all do, given their, you know, spiels about Owen. Half of them are crying. Mark Henry, I think, read a poem. It was beautiful, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They get to Triple H in China. China talks for about a minute. She's completely out of character. And she, what she says is totally heartfelt. And it's great. Triple H, she she sort of stops and waits for Triple H. And Triple H is having a really hard time gathering himself, right? And so he finally pulls it together. And, you know, he's crying. And through tears, he's like, you know, Owen, Owen was, he was just, he was really great. You know, there's a lot of people in this business, you know, you see them at their worst, you see them at their best. But Owen, all you saw was his best. He was never a piece of trash. And I don't know why, but him saying he was never a piece of trash, which makes me think, okay, Triple H, then can you power rank top five pieces of trash in 1999, please? Um, it's it was totally meant to be legitimately serious, and it was. It totally yeah. was. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is even more sad because he's using his own parlance, piece of trash. Oh, are there fireworks? Fireworks going off right now, yeah. Oh, I can kind of hear it a little yeah. bit, not much. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that, that I found I found I found that funny, even though I understood the weight of the of, of yeah. the situation. One thing Anthony reminds us, we didn't mention uh, Nikki Cross on commentary tonight was outstanding. But oh, she yelled at Bailey and right. Michael Cole just about lost it. Michael oh. Cole was dead. He was dead losing. And at one point, Corey Graves had to push his chair back. It was when uh, Nikki got up and said, don't you talk about Michael Cole oh, like that. that was so good. And Corey Graves so had to good. put his head down and just wheel back because, oh, my God, they were dying. That was so good. They were dying. Uh, Zondo asked, where does Buddy Murphy fit into that Wesley Blake story? So, of course, Wesley Blake. Well, they so used after, to be co-owners. This is what it is. So, kayfabe-wise, yes, before Wesley Blake bought this junkyard, he was tag team champion Buddy Murphy. They lost the titles. They broke up. Buddy Murphy was his only friend. Mm. He had no other friends other than that. He was so heartbroken over yeah. all that that he says, I'm going to step away from wrestling. Oh, so, wow. not only... Did uh, 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 Riker and Cutler find someone here in the States that would accept them, bring, allow them uh, back into society, if you will? And not only did uh, Wesley Blake find new friends to replace the hole in his heart that was left there by Buddy Murphy, uh, filling that hole uh, reignited his passion for professional wrestling, and he's bringing Riker and Cutler along for the ride. That's how it all fits together. Oh, that's good. Dang MQ here in chat also says, the Otis and Mandy segment was great, but needed the adult film auteur, Eric Young. Oh, there it is. There it Love is. Love Doctor. There it is. Yep. That was what was missing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, given that they did call people up from NXT, will they send someone to NXT and who will join Raw? So if you watch News Brief today, uh, there's the, the rumored next name um, to be called up. We reveal that there. We're not going to say anything here. No spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. Uh, will someone go to NXT? Uh, I'd be surprised. I feel like right now they're in a situation where they're kind of moving pieces around to make sure that they have... Uh, I feel like they want to strengthen up the SmackDown roster because it did seem uh, like they were missing some depth, especially at the top of the card. Yeah. Adding AJ helps that. Bringing Matt Riddle in to bring some excitement helps as well. Mm. Uh any other NXT call-ups, I feel like there's this kind of making sure there's enough pieces on each show to work with. I mm-hmm. think right now it's all about balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fear and Loathe and Bailey volunteered Sasha for a match for the 17th straight week. <laughs> right. She keeps on doing Why is Sasha surprised anymore? Like, why didn't she tell Bailey in advance, listen, we're going to go out there today. Do not volunteer me for another goddamn match, please. She's just doing it anyways. I mean, it's a situation where Sasha goes, as Bailey starts talking, just be like, all right, I'm going to volunteer myself for a match so, so Bailey doesn't do it. Yeah, that could be. That could be. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Wolfpack for life. I was all about Jay Uso winning the Intercontinental Championship. What other unexpected names would you like to win a belt? When he was on the verge of eliminating Sheamus, I kind of popped for a little bit. I was like, oh, that'd be cool if he won. That'd be neat. Um... Yeah, I kind of want Sheamus to win it just so he can explain what the Mega Ultra Champion thing is. Yeah. I want him to explain it. Okay, what the title? full list of the titles you need to win to But you haven't that. won the Universal Championship. No, but I won the other top title while it was the yeah. top title. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's the, you got to win all the belts on each brand or something? I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I have I no know. idea. Uh, Hugh Long Heavy, after Otis cashes in, are we going to get a live sex celebration? Ideally, yes. Uh, let's see here. Sleazy Mo says, uh, in the span of two months, Elias has been thrown off a platform by Corbin and hit by a car. In kayfabe, is there a wrestler who's had a worse 2020? Yeah, I, feel I don't like know, but he, he's, Ray. Pretty, he's apparently. Oh, my God, Ray Mysterio. Oh, yeah. yeah, probably. But uh, Elias is apparently Wolverine, basically. Mm-hmm. He just keeps on coming back, yeah. But yeah, Ray uh, was thrown off a building, and he's had his eye gouged out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's coming off uh, end of 2019 when he was in that whole program with uh, with Brock when he threw him against the wall. And his son got F5'd a couple times by Brock. Yeah. Poor Volta. Yeah. It's been a rough, like, seven months for Ray. Yeah. Anthony says the music for the, uh, I assume this is for the Otis Mandy segment, was great. Wish it was the Cars, though. They did some inspired musical choices They for did, that, yeah. Too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, the, the Prince C. Ross says, uh, I really like the quote in the Matt Riddle promo where he says, it's ironic my name is Riddle because I'm hard to figure out. I swear he said that. Did he? In like a in an NXT promo. Oh, did they just do like in. a super cut of, his, of uh, NXT lines? Maybe. I thought it was like, I thought I'd heard that before. Maybe. I, I hadn't heard that before. That's the line I was like. That doesn't sound like Matt Riddle. Look, man, uh, they didn't put him in a green suit with a bunch of question marks on it. So no, I know. Well, give it time. He hasn't. He hasn't actually <laughs> give showed it up. Time, yet. yeah. Still gonna happen. Uh, dang MQ, how long before Riddle gets into a six-month feud with Corbin? Oh, immediately. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like they're gonna put him on a. They're gonna. He's gonna like tap out a bunch of jobbers first. I think they're gonna give. They're gonna feed him jobbers first. 
And Zondo says, get ready for Matt Riddles. I can't wait till he moves on from this Baron Corbin feud feud. <laughs> Andrew Berg, do you guys feel bad for Strowman? He's definitely not the A story as world champion. WWE is giving us no reason. Yeah, today he was bystander. He was witness. He, he was like witness. He was shook witness. He wasn't even like, he was like, one. oh my God, I can't believe what I just saw. I know they come up to him. He's like leaning over the, the, the top of a car. Just distraught. He's like distraught, and all he saw was a car accident. And <laughs> well, a guy running out. Yeah, I mean, he saw uh, he saw Elias get hit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Ran wild, man. How long till Riddle starts telling riddles? Uh repays, question marks. Hopefully not immediately. Uh fear and loathing given his twenty twenty, should Elias consider hanging them up or just never be a face again? Uh, you should get some career advice. I know Jason Jordan was forced to retire, but about the transition from an active competitor to being a producer backstage. Oh, in kayfabe, you gotta get Jason Jordan on screen. Why did they just make him a GM? Hell yeah, man! I miss Jason Jordan. He was good. Him and Adam Pierce as co-GM. That'd be great. Great, good, good stuff. Um, Zondo SmackDown has gotten Riddle and Styles in consecutive weeks. Will NXT and Raw get two new guys too? Uh, will NXT get two new guys? No, they already have a million people over there. They've got too many. But you see, you see, like the crowd of the Performance Center. It's literally like who they have available. It's a lot of people. Yeah, no, they've got. They already. They have one Dexter Loomis. They have a guy who looks exactly like another Dexter Loomis. Yeah, no. Uh, Rand Wildman said Rikishi did it. He did it for AJ Styles. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, so before we go. I have to mention this, uh, our update. So last night, I want to thank all the friendos for showing up to Larson's music stream. Yes, thank you very much, everybody who, who was there. It was, it was a blast. And then our Unsolved Mystery stream. Now, I know last week, I don't know if I said this like on a Going In Raw show or not, but last week, uh, it was a really bummer episode. There was this super old lady who was kidnapped. They found her kidnapper, didn't find her. Uh, there was a dog that was like on the verge of being uh, sacrificed by a satanic cult in New York. All sorts of, there's like no updates. It was just a mess, right? Yeah. So like we were thinking, okay, this week could be better. This week was great. There were like three and a half updates. There was like a ton, like everything got updated. And even the one story that didn't get updated, you could totally tell who did it. It was the husband, like easy. Yeah. It's shocking yeah. that he never got arrested. So the episode was really good, right? Everything worked out perfect until the very end. There was literally three minutes left in the episode. And they started talking about a little four-year-old girl who got killed and put in a box. Oh, my God. They had this detective come on to talk personally with Robert Stack about a little girl who got put in a box. Man, that is... I mean, it happened 30 years ago. It sucks, but it happened 30 years ago. Uh, so, uh, but then, I mean, that had an update. It was the neighbor. But, yeah, it just, le- it just leaves you. I mean, they had an update. The guy, and he got put to death, too. It was like a death sentence, right? So, like, all's, el- all's well, I guess, that ends well, but, like, there's still a little girl in a box, and that sucked. So, like, there's an update. Join us next Thursday for Larson's Music Stream and my Unsolved Mystery Stream. <laughs> so, anyways, want to say thanks to all the friendos out there. Thank you very much, We appreciate everybody. it. Hey, enjoy your weekend. Be safe out there with all those fireworks. You never know what will happen with that. I mean, it sounds like they're outside the window. I'm going to see what the, all the commotion's about. What? Why does it look like it's out? It's like light outside. Oh, there's a lamp right behind me. Oh, that's lamp. Oh, yeah, that's lamp. Okay. Right on. Anyways, uh, try not to bring any evil spirits home. Uh, no, I could feel the attachments already. So. Oh, no. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Oh, uh, Twitch, tra- uh, Twitch chat. Stay tuned. We're going to raid.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.